tyranny. It's as American as beer and baseball. This is the America Beer, Baseball, Tyranny podcast with your hosts, Joshua Sopko and Aaron Bloomer. How you doing, Josh? I'm well. I'm trying to get my phone on silent. There, that's better now. Good. Get it together. <laughs> I had I had the old intro to try and do what I was doing, <laughs> and I failed. Didn't get it done. It's been a busy couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been crazy. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah, we've had our own. We, I mean, there was about a billion topics we could have talked about today. <laughs> we've had our own, my own COVID internal scare, which was BS. So tell me about the the testing. So well, about well, my thing. wife took my daughter to the my my daughter had a fever, so fever. Oh my god, here we go. Yeah. So took her to the emergency room because no clinic would take her. Uh, my wife at the time didn't know about the drive through testing. Oh and sure. So when yeah. she got to the emergency room, they gave her a bunch of attitude about why aren't you why are you here type of thing. <laughs> Uh, they took, they took a Q-tip from what I wasn't there again, but they did the swab version where they shove the Q-tip into your brain through yeah, your nose. Tickle the back of your head. Yep. Uh, it took about two hours to get back. Got a call saying, yeah, she's negative. Oh, well, that's a uh, positive. A yeah. Plus, a pro. So, uh, I mean, it was whatever. I mean, it was inevitable of somebody's going to get sick that we know. I mean... Sickness happens. Sickness happens. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad you good. did. She's good. Uh, your daughter's got a broken body. <laughs> she broke a collarbone. She's two and a half. <laughs> that's so rough. That's, that's uh, rough. We're gonna explore that one. But but yeah, one of these one of the interesting pieces that you and I have talked about previously uh, in depth. I've had many conversations with many other people about. I like this cop this topic because I think it is a guttural reaction um but basically cops are killing black people josh cops are killing lots of people but wait i'm not getting ahead of myself <laughs> you are i was surprised that i'm you actually really to... thirsty and i just saw these <laughs> beautiful bottles on the table here so i got us today zipline brewing mm-hmm. co uh this is the copper alt copper alt brave the brew out of lincoln nebraska Oh, yeah, I didn't even get so that not far. Too far. I really away. enjoy their label. Yeah. It's nice and, nice and clean, uh, but it's a 5.5%, 5.2 by volume. Yeah. A hybrid style between an ale and a lager. This bronze-hued brew goes down easy with subtle nuances of chocolate and hazelnut. Mm. And they had different flavors. So it's a Nutella beer. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, that, we're going to give this one a go. It's a brave new brew. I think you said that already. Anyway. So, the... Uh, Why are cops killing black people, Josh? They're killing everybody, man. Not they're killing they're everybody. Killing a lot of, they're killing a lot of people. But, obviously, this is relevant uh, to the current times of now with George Floyd mm-hmm. uh, up in Minneapolis, who has recently been killed. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to sum this quick uh, story up quickly. Is that he wrote a bad check? Uh, alleged, he was Allegedly. accused of writing, accused a, bad of writing a bad check. Uh, things happened. He got <laughs> j- pulled out of his vehicle. A cop kneeled on his neck, 
supposedly, allegedly, he was saying he could not breathe for was, upwards of 10 minutes. It was in the video. Uh, and he died. So, I, yeah. On the street. On the street in the middle other, of Minneapolis. While four other officers uh, protected the officer with the knee to the neck to make sure that the uh, crowd that was gathering didn't interrupt uh, official police business. Honestly, I'll be honest. I haven't watched the video. I saw, I saw it come up, and I was like, I, I've seen this story. You, you, it's, it's always creepy and weird when you watch a living person stop breathing mm-hmm. on a video. I'm kind of surprised that hasn't been scrubbed from the internet yet, but... On Facebook, it's got the cover thing, ah. you know, the cover filter, so you have to click into it right. to actually watch it. But, it's, but then uh, also today... I sent you a couple memes because, like, Josh, what the hell <laughs> sure. does this stuff mean? Like, I legitimately had no idea what it meant. So one of them was a lady on her phone with her dog, and it says, uh, basically, this person ha- makes this person happen, which is the, the the gentleman who died by the police officer. So I, I looked that up, and apparently this lady had her dog off leash. A black gentleman asked her to put her dog on the leash, and then she called 911. <laughs> Saying that this black gentleman was threatening her and recording her, and there's a black guy talking to me. Yep. And so, <laughs> what was it? Essentially, racism equals cop killing. Okay, I, okay, I guess. Um, and then also, uh, you know, the which do you prefer, the Colin Kaepernick kneeing on the sideline or this cop kneeing on this uh, person's neck? Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So that that brought up the conversation of you and I, where I don't know how where you want to go with this. So I'm just gonna, I I be, don't believe that police officers are inherently racist. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I don't know. Right. I mean, there's an impossible for us to say. I mean, there are are there racist police officers? Probably yes. Are the vast majority of them blatantly, openly racist? I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> right. I do believe, I personally do believe that ra- police officers are trained to be racist. Okay, so this this is why I was like, let's talk about this, because yeah. it was that statement yep. that, that you made that I thought was really interesting that police are trained to be racist. So yeah. expand on that. So through training, uh, when a police officer goes to the academy through their continuing training and things like that, they are trained to control the situation. We've heard story after story after story of police officers incentivized to write tickets, police officers incentivized to do whatever. Malcolm Gladwell and the Freakonomics guys separately, but in have amazing research about um, this where uh, I believe it was the talking to strangers, Malcolm Gladwell, of that police officers they patrol predominantly black neighborhoods sure where they actually need to patrol like a block like all the crime is within a block but to be out there to be seen they have to be in these black neighborhoods and they have to show that they're uh visible but also with that too is that police officers are trained to be the authority Yes. Yep. So they're trained. They're they're told by their superiors to patrol these specific 
crime-ridden areas. And then they're also trained to be the authority. So what they do is these are people who are trained to assert their dominance, whatever in, in whatever situation they are in, no matter whether, whether if it's a traffic stop, a basic blinker, didn't use a blinker, which killed Sandra Bland, or if it's a people barbecuing on the street or, I mean, whatever it is, whatever situation a police officer gets him or herself into, they are trained to control and own the situation. And so inherently, in my opinion, they are going to put themselves in situations where they are going to need to use force to assert their dominance. And especially when you have a bulletproof vest on, you're carrying a gun, you're carrying a taser, you're carrying a baton, you're carrying handcuffs. It's easier to stand up taller and puff your chest out when you know you are out, you can out, what's the right? I mean, when you walk up to a situation, you have more quote unquote firepower. Yeah. You get, you, you have the backing to be a bully. Exactly. And I'm not going to agree to this, but there are other economists and I believe it was Malcolm Gladwell saying that the people who flock to being police officers are nerds basically who are losers <laughs> who uh, are um, that don't get respect in their day-to-day lives. So they feel like they have to sure. go get earn or get, they don't earn respect. They go and just get respect by becoming a police officer or whatever. I don't know that I go that far. I don't know that it's the case for every police officer, but um, some probably, but they're trained to, and, and this is in past uh, interviews that I've had with police officers. I've on, on record, I have it on the pertinent information podcast where they're trained to own and basically control every situation. Yes. Yep. And, and it's, it's interesting that you said all this cause I sent you this article, uh, just earlier tonight and you haven't, you haven't read it yet, but everything you just said, this is from a police officer of 18 years had said everything about that. I know things, Josh. <laughs> just for us, for us two white guys right. not being cops, right, right, right. Uh, but it, it, it's titled "I was a cop for 18 years. I witnessed and participated in abuses of power." And he goes on to talk about the lifestyle as a police officer and how that carried over into his personal life, mm-hmm. how it ruined relationships and uh, ended up doing a lot of really negative things in his life. But one thing that this is on Medium, and we'll mm-hmm. share this in our uh, show notes at beerbaseballtyranny.com. Uh, the most highlighted t- uh, sentence of this Medium article states, quote, the academy did not teach us the fundamental difference between power and authority or how to, how to judiciously apply it either. Mm. And that just summed up everything that you just talked about. And this is from a police officer who was, uh, he worked his way into the special forces of, you know, special forces unit or whatever. Sure. Uh, and he has a, has a quote, I began to feel less like a cop and more like a member of an occupying party mm-hmm. or an ocu- occupying army. Yeah. It just, it's, it's crazy to listen to you, you talk about that. And it's like, I just read that from a guy. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've read it. And like I said, I interviewed a police officer. One yeah. of my good friends was a former police officer. And he, this is what he told me. This is how they were trained. Every situation you're in. And again, so am I saying that's wrong? I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that's how they're trained. Right. I, I, I'm try, I also try to put myself in the in the shoes of a police officer where I, 
as I, as this comes out of my mouth, they're, <laughs> they're trained in every situation to expect the worst right. also. So I get it. But also too, if you go into every situation expecting the absolute worst, which is you will be de- shot dead. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the worst situation, right? You die as a police officer. So you expect every traffic stop, every encounter with any person that you expect the worst or you prepare for the worst as well, you're, that you're going to die. Well, uh, yeah, a simple traffic stop then becomes something that it probably shouldn't just because of how you, as the police officer, are, are, are uh, carrying yourself. You're a little heightened. Yes, <laughs> but, but, I, but I would be that way too. And, and that's, my, that's my, I think, maybe my point, is I'm not blaming necessarily the individual officer. I'm blaming the system. Right. Okay. The yep. training. I'm not blaming officer 274 because that's how he's trained. Like that's how he was programmed in a way. It'd be really cool if he could think for himself and figure out, <laughs> you know, that, you know what? This is probably not a great idea to to put my full body weight on this person's neck for 8 minutes. Yeah. Well, like yeah. But I mean, put yourself in that situation. There are people around. There are people videoing. There's other. I mean, the, I'm sure the the scene was just chaotic at best, you know. And so I'm I'm not pleased. I'm not justifying anything, but I'm saying like it's not an easy job. But again, they put themselves in this situation so that they need they need to better carry themselves. And I also don't believe that it's just black people dying either. So on on that note, kind of going back to the original topic, sure. Where you said that we're going to go are, off on so many tangents on this conversation. So, but police are trained to be racist. Like mm-hmm. I, I agree with everything you said that that they're taught to control the situation and that they are the authoritative, assertive power in every situation. They always have the upper hand. Um, they get to be the legal bully whenever they need feel necessary to be that. How does that translate specifically to racial Race. type of okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. Explain what's in my brain. <laughs> Bring it out. Um, if I walk up to your dog and kick your dog and then walk away, that dog's going to remember that. If I walk up to him 10 days in a row, walk up to him every single day and kick that dog, he's going to remember me. So on the 11th day, he's going to avoid me, right? So he's looking at me and saying, this guy's going to kick me. I'm not going to be around this guy. Now, I'm going to try to loosely put that back to we as a society have focused on who are committing the crimes. Now, again, this is a larger conversation because we can go back to, well, the guy selling marijuana on the corner. Should that be a crime? Right. Okay, right. And we've, we've put more emphasis on, for whatever reason, but this is just facts, that we've put more emphasis on taking down the corner drug dealer that, or the guy who's dealing uh, marijuana uh, in, the, in the hood versus the guy in the mansion smoking co- or snorting coke. For whatever reason, right? So, like, we look at those people and, like, these guys from the news, from the police officers, 
from everywhere. This is what a criminal looks like. And society tells us that criminals are baggy clothes, chains, earrings, and they're black people. Look at our jails, look at or who is in our jails, things like that. And so people are, we are, as a society, we say black people are the people who commit crimes. So if you're a security guard in a retail store and I walk in in a suit and tie and I'm a white guy, you're not going to follow me with your cameras. Right. If two black guys walk in behind me with baggy clothes and blah, 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 you're going to follow them with your cameras. Now, that's because the last guy who stole from you that you caught or saw was probably a guy in baggy or fit that description. However, for whatever reason, we don't, I mean, just as many people in suits steal as black people (laughs) from retail, from wherever, from whatever, like that doesn't matter. But for whatever in our brains as people, we believe that black people commit all the crimes. And so we've, we've, told our police officers to focus on predominantly black areas. And we've also incentivized them to arrest people. So if you tell them you can arrest people from here, but not here, everybody who's here is white and everyone who is here is black. That's saying you can only arrest black people. So it's kind of like social conditioning. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Social conditioning also with decades of police forces having the wrong incentives. Right. That was a long, long, did that make sense? Yeah. No, it, it did totally. And and I think it got to the point uh, pretty, pretty quickly that you drew um, that it's, that it's a social issue. I was... So Josh just said I shouldn't have talked for 20 minutes. I should have just said it was a social shit. Let's see. There was something else that, that you parroted from or that this article kind of parroted from you. Uh, let me see if I can kind of find. Uh, this this guy in this uh, in this Medium article, it's like, kind of like an op-ed, I guess uh, you sure. could call it. Um, but he said uh, they... I realize that policing and police departments are institutions that don't care about their officers. They care about justifying their own something. It had something to do about how they are incentivized or, or they're punished for not conforming. That's what it was. Police officers. Police officers sure. for not conforming because he got kicked off that special enforcement team that he was on, that set team, mm-hmm. uh, because he was having issues with the unconstitutional authoritative was this the guy that went viral by uh who wrote that who had that um who like videoed himself in his patrol car who went viral oh i know who you're talking about but i don't think so it's not the same guy his name's larry smith um this Mm. was written in 2018 Mm, they're probably not because i believe well i guess i'm not sure i never actually watched that video either and he and he quit in 2017 so i'm guessing it's a different guy probably, probably not same guy I, I, you know, Sim- similar though, type of message. Exactly. You know. um, but let's, let's also go back to the point of police officers don't uh, prevent crime. <laughs> no, they do not. And if you are out there and believe that police officers prevent crime, you are sadly mistaken. Yes. 
do police officers prevent one speeder a day? Maybe. Do they prevent somebody from breaking into my house in the middle of the night? 100,000% no. No. So when you look at white person's house gets broken, house uh, broken into, let's just say, a a theoretical situation, Uh, police officers are predominantly white, the lawyers are predominantly white, the judge and and all that, the whole judicial system's predominantly white, uh, they are incentivized, the detectives who are also predominantly white, by solving crimes that have already committed, been committed. While it's pretty easy to loosely put a crime on somebody who can't defend themselves. Sure. And who are those people? Well, poor minorities. Poor people who are typically poorer people. They're typically minorities. And so, like, I'm not saying, and we, we've talked about doing an episode about white privilege. Yeah, um, and I think we will. because I, I think we will. And because I think it's come up now specifically because of this uh, this, this murder that happened in the middle of the street. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, keep, well, keep going. Because we're, we're kind of towing that line of, like, if a white guy broke into a white guy's house, uh, I, I don't know. But they're, in, they're incentivized to find someone they're not in really incentivized to find the right person right right and again i don't know how you incentivize somebody to find the right person outside of just being a fucking decent person of <laughs> not putting somebody in jail but like if someone commits a crime they have incentivized they're incentivizing they're being incentivized to lock someone up yeah period not the right person just a person i mean look at all the people who've been locked up who are innocent yeah there's there's a lot or or all the people that have committed victimless and nonviolent crimes right like this gentleman this george floyd who was arrested for potentially writing a bad check the, okay. the cashier called the police on him because she thought he was writing a bad check well, look at the eric garner Eric Garner was selling, supposedly selling cigarettes on the side of the street. (laughs) And he died. And we have the same thing. I can't breathe. I mean, they choked him out. He was selling, uh, supposedly he was involved in a fight earlier in the day, blah, 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 (sighs) blah. But guess what? How how is that relevant to him selling? Police interaction. Why do you need to approach this person because he's selling cigarettes? (laughs) So here, here's, let me play a devil's advocate position, take a devil's advocate position. And, and, and I'm still honestly split a, a little tiny bit on this. And you and I went back and forth on this where you, I don't remember the exact conversation, but it'll come back up um, to where like what happens from the lights turn on, pulling the guy over, he pulls over, Cop approaches the door. That moment to the moment when he dies. Like, how do we get from (laughs) a traffic stop just trying to figure out what's going on, supposedly, should should be. I mean, that's his job, person's job to go and, hey, somebody reported this person doing something illegal. Okay, well, my job as a police officer is to check it out. To report, pulling this dude over. How does it escalate to the point of him being ripped out of his car, 
and kneeled on and being detained and then ultimately dying. So the devil's advocate-ish position is that get, when, you, when, the, when you pull over, put your hands up on the wheel. I know, I know, I know you hate this, but <laughs> this, this, is, this is the devil's advocate position. Sure, yeah, because no, I get it. There should be many people. There are many people. And we've talked, we, I mentioned this. I was like, oh, a lot of people think that way. Yeah. Comply. You put your hands on the freaking wheel. You say, yes, officer, how can I help you? License and registration. Okay, officer, I have my license in my back pocket and my registration's over in my glove compartment. Can I reach for it? Yes, sir. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Have an amicable conversation. And then the police officer says, will you step out of your vehicle? Uh, sure, I guess, type of a thing. Yeah. Like, I, you know what? I mean? just, just do what the police officer says and you're not going to die. Right. Why can't we just do that? <laughs> so... I don't, I don't know if we got into that conversation last time about, about specifically like keeping your hands up on the wheel and things like that. Cause that's actually something that I, th I think as a courtesy to the police officer, you should do knowing and recognizing that they are approaching the vehicle with the worst case scenario in mind. Right. And knowing that if he can, okay. he or she can walk up to my vehicle and see both hands, it's going to immediately ease his stress or her stress which will help ease my stress because a lot of it comes down to the sheer interaction that we see day to day, excessive force, police violence, no knock raids on, on minority people or on just people in general. So when someone gets pulled over, they're automatically heightened. Like, are they going to be mad at me? Am I going to jail today? It's like, no, your taillights just out. You're going to be fine if you're, you know, a white mom in the burbs, but if you're a black guy wearing, you know, a hoodie and, and jeans and there was a robbery earlier that day who just, ha you know, from a black guy with a hoodie and jeans, you might go to jail today. So there's automatically all this tension that spurs up between both sides because now the officer's like, well, I can't see both your hands. It's historically, you know, accurate that I, I pull people over and these people have guns. I've had a gun drawn on me twice today already. Or there's all historic history of cops pulling people over for bullshit reasons for, yeah. for no reason. But okay. So what spurred this was that you sent me that picture of that guy from Denver yeah. that the man is suing a uh, Denver police department for possible excessive force, which is kind of funny. Uh, the dude looks like he tried to steal like a silverback gorilla's baby. <laughs> he's, he's in rough shape guys he had broken ribs a broken nose he had a broken cheekbone he, i mean he can't open his eyes his eyes are swollen up. i mean he he is in rough 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 shape and what you said was that uh this was over he had a headlight out <laughs> yeah he had a headlight and then he uh eluded police right and so then i said well why did he elude police and you said does that warrant the cops destroying the guy <laughs> i mean even if he resisted slash assaulted at what point do you simply you know, tase and handcuff him. I mean, seriously. And then it's when I said, well, some people would say it's warranted. Right. right. And I just. 10 and 2, man. Just just tell the cops. Just be, just do whatever the cop says. The the guy could have alluded for any number of reasons. And that, that wasn't listed in the article. And I probably could do some more research to figure it out. Because he's counter suing or, or suing the uh, state for excessive force. Sure. Um, for at least his medical bills. I kind of feel like he should win. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, even if you are alluding, um, I, and I, I, again, part of me is like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" But maybe, maybe he's he had scared. 
maybe he had a joint earlier that 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 night, or maybe his friend had a joint and left it in the car, and he's freaked out about that. Yeah. I, so here's the other thing, and again, I've I've mentioned talking to strangers about seven hundred thousand times on this podcast from Malcolm Gladwell, but read that book. He talks about this too of that girl who was accused of murdering her. Um, uh, her, her boyfriend overseas or whatever. And like how people thought she was guilty just cause she was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so he, he goes real in depth to that, but basically his point of it is like, just cause someone acts away, doesn't mean they're guilty. Right. Okay. Like there's the truth. And then there's your perception of what you think is the truth. And just because this, uh, and again, I know there are probably people that are going to roll their eyes at bloomer. he, 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 you have eluded cops for five minutes and blah, 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 blah. Okay. But like, like there, there could be other things. And the, the fact that the cops defaulted to ripping the dude out of his car and beating the absolute piss out of him. What does that accomplish? Right. Exactly. And again, I, okay. So what if I was the police officer following him for those five minutes and now he, for whatever reason, whether it was spike strips or whatever, <laughs> he pulls over. We get him pulled over. Now I got to go approach this guy. Yeah, that's a nerve-wracking situation. But again, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm a cop. I signed up for that shit. At the end of the uh, article that I read where Ken was describing the story, in the official police report, uh, it was said that the guy said in the hospital when the police dropped him off, like, why did you do this to me? And the cop responded, and this is what the nurse put in the like official report, was uh, the cop responded that this is what you get for eluding the law. I mean, that's why they beat his ass. Right. So basically, <laughs> he did something they didn't want him to do. I mean. Okay, let me let me take a little bit of a left turn. So in 2020... We view authority as a society again. I, I'm going to make a general sweeping uh, generalization. We view authority differently than we'll say our parents did. Sure. Or even like in 20 years ago. Well, 40. I was like, I say 80s. I always think 80s is 20 years ago, but it's actually 40 years 40 ago. 40 years ago. Which is crazy. Anyway, so, but even 20, maybe 20, 40 years ago. We view authority differently. Sure. It was always, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Comply, do whatever you want to do. But in a world of social media, in a world of, if, of instant news, in a world of um, people can't really hide like they could in the 80s. We are viewing people, or we are viewing authority figures as creeps in a way. Like, look at politicians. Look at police officers that are. I mean, ones we we didn't talk about people, but or officers shooting black people and killing black people in 1980. This just wasn't a conversation. When was Rodney Ken King, 90, uh, 92 maybe? Because there was riots over that. Sure. Which is uh, pertinent to what's going on now. There, there's riots. So he died in 2012. <laughs> okay. When was his uh, beating by the cops? Rodney King, right? Uh, 2000, uh, 92. 92. I, I was right. I guessed. I knew it was early 90s. Uh, yeah. 
so, but really before that, we never really talked about that, you know? And right. now we see a lot more of it, right? So we're, we view, and especially, I mean, look at our kids to where like, it, like just because a cop tells you to do something doesn't mean it's right. Right. That's the stance in 2020. Yeah. In 1980, sure. that wasn't a thing. Yeah. It was, oh, the cops telling you to do it, you do it. Yep. And now we have our parents' uh, generation that is just subservient people. And we've seen people die at the hands of the cops. We've seen pastors molest young boys. We've seen all these things where it's like, you don't like being in a power of a person of authority is very different now than it is in 20 or 20, 40 years ago. But the way police officers are being trained and how they conduct themselves are the, is the same way. Yeah. It's kind of my long story. So that's oil and water. Like that's not going to work out. So that kind of gets to the crux of my thoughts about the, the, current state of affairs with this George Floyd case, which prompted this entire conversation when, so, so now, you know, immediately after following these events, we have a whole bunch of white people that go on Facebook and then says, well, you know, it's a couple bad apples. You know, we still need to respect our police and respect law enforcement. Uh, you know, it's just a couple, bad, it's fine. It's just a couple bad apples. Like let's take care of these guys and it's fine. It's over with. It's like, eh, it's, that's not right. That's not a, like, that's a narrative that's being pushed now for how many, a decade, two decades. I don't even know when yeah. the bad apples conversation started, but I get more and more of, it's just a couple bad apples. And then we see it happen again, or it gets worse. It's just, it, it's, it's a small fraction of percent. It's just because we hear it on the media because this case exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's fine. It's just a couple bad apples. It's like that normalizes this entire conversation to be, it's just, those guys are bad. Right. The, re- the rest of police are fine, but they ignore all the other cases that don't get national attention. Like nobody knows about Duncan Lemp, uh, uh, who the, the guy who got served a no knock raid at four o'clock in the morning, they shot him deadline as bed. He wasn't a, he wasn't a black guy. Right. He was a guy the day before that con- that tweeted, uh, the constitution is dead. <laughs> and, and, and they served a no knock raid on him for suspected, uh, for red flag laws for suspected right. of illegal arms use. And they went in and shot him. And then you've got just a couple of days ago prior to this, you've got the uh, EMT, uh, Brianna Taylor, who was shot, the girlfriend of a guy, um, a, a black guy who ended up shooting back at police because they knocked on the door. And he claims that they didn't that they didn't announce they were police officers. But mm-hmm. it was the morning. He was freaked out. He was scared. They knocked a couple times and then rammed in the door uh, with their bedroom and then came in guns drawn. So he shot him. <laughs> the, the guy shot him. Yeah, shot at the police, and then he was arrested with attempted man or with yeah attempted manslaughter or something like that. Right. Uh, but regardless, they shot the girlfriend dead um, while she was in her bed. It's like, where where do the bad apples stop, and where right. does the good apples begin, and how do we start to differentiate before we just say, look, the system, as you kind of alluded to earlier, the system that we train these individuals is producing bad apples. Right. Like it's not just bad apples that get into the system. We're producing them. We're encouraging it. We're, we're driving this behavior home. Right. But here's the thing is 
uh, it's not a quick fix. It's it's just it's not it's not as much as I want to say it is it's not because people are if you were trained as a police officer ten years ago you still have ten fifteen years plus on the force so I'm looking at that statista that's how you say it statista yeah uh, chart that we both looked at and you messaged me the number of people shot to death by police in the United States. <laughs> yeah. So m- less people are shot by police in 2019 than in 2017. Yeah. Okay. So that's positive. Right. Um, again, 2018, there was a spike though, right? 2018. No. Oh, okay. Uh, there's, there's more in 2019 than in 2018. If I'm doing my quick math here. Right. Um, but, if anyone says more black people are being killed by police than white people, they're just wrong. More white people are being killed by police, but it's a sheer numbers game. Right. There are vast majority more white people in the United States than black people. There's third. Sure. Last time I looked, there's 13% of the population is black people. So just by sheer numbers, I mean, you throw a rock in the air, you're going to hit, I mean, a hundred times you're going to hit 13 black people. Sure. Not in South Dakota, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, no, I get it. More black, more white people are going to be killed. Now, if you look at percentage wise, definitely more black people percentage wise are being killed than white people. So that's where you can play with the numbers depending on what narrative you want to yes. push. Yes. And, and, and actually, Hispanics, man. More, there are more. Actually, wait, I, I, can't, I can't remember because there's, I don't know, a lot of Hispanics. Basically, just. Almost the same amount of Hispanic people are It was really even on that, on black, that graphic. black people. I so, didn't spend a ton of time uh, looking at analyzing it because I thought it was really interesting. Uh, but but again, it depends on, on how you want to spin the numbers for your narrative as, right. as to how you want to play that game. But look at 2020 so far, and I don't remember what the date that they cut this off. Oh, as of March 30th, 2020, 42 white people have been shot to death by police. And excuse me, 31 black people. It's crazy. It's almost even. Uh, and there are, there's a lot more black, white people than black people. Right. So, I mean, yeah. So looking at just straight number, you know, pound for pound, uh, isn't right. really correct. Right. Sheer numbers wise, white, more white people are killed every year by black people or by, by, uh, police officers. However, when you look at a percentage <laughs> of right. population, yes, more black people have been killed. So yeah, it depends on how you want to spin your narrative. Um, so yeah, there was another graphic that I, I didn't send to you though, but it it uh, had the point in there that uh, you are more likely to be shot by a police officer than win the lottery. Well, that's interesting. It just as a general statement, and I didn't dive into their numbers to see like where they got that from. But I love that. That's really funny. But it's kind of like <laughs> not funny. Yeah, I'm sorry it's, it's everyone. Not, that wasn't funny. It's not funny. It's not what I meant. But it's kind of like reading such a stark thing like that is like holy shit. That's not bad apples anymore. No. That's a that's a broken freaking system that needs to be completely overhauled, revamped, and either trashed with a new one in place, which that's a whole other conversation and, and starting, or... I know how to do it. It's well, we, we all do. We do privatize police. Nope. But we get... Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. That's another conversation. No, I know how to do it to our current police system. All right. All right go for it. <laughs> Take away their guns. Well, that's not a bad idea. That was the only kind I have. <laughs> Take away their guns, man. Why, why do we, why, why do police officers have guns, Josh? To protect and serve. 
I know the I'm going to get a bunch. I know I'm going to get a bunch of shit for this, but why do police officers have guns? They are there to protect and serve their institution. Correct. But when they pull me over, granted, I don't know. That wouldn't that wouldn't have saved the 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 guy that died the other day. Wouldn't have okay. saved Eric Garner. But it 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 might take away the puffed chest police officer sure. look at me hey you need to you need to bow down to me i'm the police officer because they don't have a gun yeah for sure it's or, an interesting idea or you and again this is this is just speak but like cops can't shoot first yeah for sure why would a cop be able to shoot first like again in minneapolis what a year ago when the officer shot a guy in the passenger seat of his car Point blank, yeah. I mean, there's there, family I, in his car. Was yeah, that, like that the one? the girlfriend and the, and the yeah. daughter was in the back or something like yeah. that. It's like, I mean, or the he video was reach, the, he was reaching for something under under his seat, and the 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 gal was screaming. He was reaching for his freaking wallet. Like you asked him for his wallet, I told him to to use his right hand, not his left hand, or whatever it was. I mean, it's yeah. just absolutely ridiculous. Well, here's the thing too: is I've talked to uh, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine who's in the military. And he, he's been deployed. And he's saying, under no circumstances, zero circumstances, can a military person, well, I shouldn't say zero, but under very few circumstances, under virtually zero circumstances, a military person cannot shoot first. Right. If you're deployed in Afghanistan and Iraq in wartime, you cannot, rules of engagement in the military, you cannot shoot first. So why the fuck can our police <laughs> shoot first? Why is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know. It's insane. And, and that it goes back to training. We're less trained than military people. Yeah. Let's, I mean, in the act of firing a weapon and controlling a weapon sure. and blah, 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 they are, they are less trained. It's like six somebody months can, of like Somebody can basic. call me out on that maybe, but they are less trained. Yeah. But they can... Just shoot whatever the hell they want. By the time you get to Afghanistan, you have more training than a police officer. Yes. Yeah. Why? Well, I just we just solved it. I guess. <laughs> but it, I mean, there was, and I was trying to find this article before I got here, and I didn't have enough time to pull it up. But there is a uh, mayor in Arizona who was elected, and he saw this gr- this slowing incri- incline in excessive force complaints mm. in in their community and it was getting to the point where these were like getting really bad and he's like all right obviously something's going on and i don't know what it is and i don't necessarily know how to fix it but i probably can find someone that does know how to fix it mm-hmm. and so he went out and found a consulting firm they came in they did an audit of the entire police force and they're like your training is is fucked mm-hmm. like your training is screwed up for all of the reasons that you already identified and he said, okay, fix it. Just retrain them. It spent like $2 million. I mean, it wasn't in the scope for a small community. It wasn't sure. a ton of money. I mean, honestly, that, that you couldn't find two, three, four, five million bucks to, to retrain a police uh, department. Yeah. In two years, they cut their excessive uh, police complaints down to half. And they started getting better reviews. People said, you know, we really appreciate our officers coming around now because they treat us with such respect. They're, they're treating us as people and humans. They're not asserting their force and authority. They're not approaching every situation like I'm in charge. You're not sit down and shut up and let mm-hmm. me control the situation. You know, so it was just simple, simply 
retraining the police force, taking care of the police force. That's all it took. Yeah. And obviously there's still going to be issues, but that's a damn good start and a relatively quick turnaround mm-hmm. for not a lot of money either. Some people would say two million is a lot of money, but in either, the scope, in you the know scope what I'm getting. Things, thing. uh, it depends on the size of the city and what they spend there. How much? How much? How much could a potential lawsuit from something like George oh. Floyd's going to cost the city? Yeah, <laughs> you know, for for one single time. I will put this out there, and I said this the last episode that we were talking about police. I would legitimately love to talk to police officers yeah. about this. I, 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 I'm not. My mind is not made up. Like my mind has shifted a lot since you and I first started talking about this. I was a staunch, like just obey, <laughs> just just follow the law. Just follow the law. Don't break the law. If you break the law, then you deserve to get the shit beat out of me. <laughs> like I was that guy, and I've gone, I've come a long way, and I want to understand a police officer's point of view more because I that's not a point of view I can just step into. Sure. Yeah. And I want to know how they're trained and I want to know their continuing training and I want to know all that stuff. The downside is, is that I've reached out to a lot of people that I know who are police officers and they're just like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking on a record. I'm not talking, you know what I mean? And which is, which is unfortunate, but I, but I understand that position as well. Maybe we can do the whole call in anonymous thing. You could mask their voice and put the little silhouette figure. I would, I would do that. Anyway, to be, we have ways that we can, we can figure that out. So, um, I was going to ask you something. Anyway, was what do you think it, about this beer? Was it about the beer? Because I am delighted about this beer. It's decent. So I can't remember the last like copper like, lager we had, or ale, um, but we had one not too long ago, a couple episodes ago. A hybrid oh. style between an ale and a lager, this bronze-hued brew goes down easy with subtle nuances of chocolate and hazelnut. I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. In terms of Liberty Stars? Liberty Steins? Yes. <laughs> Four and a half Woo! You gave a, You gave a lot of stars to the last brown ale we I did. must like it. I'm going to give her a three and a half. Ooh. That's that's a sol- that's a solid beer for me. Yeah, it's all right. So I I really liked it. Um, here's the call out there to uh, yeah, let's do this. You don't have to be a police officer. No, you do. You don't have to live here. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I don't care where you live. Um, I just want to talk to police officers. I I, I love this topic. Um, oh, th- tell them about the Netflix show that you watched about the cops who uh, had to go to jail. Oh, it's on Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Uh, 60 Days In. 60 Days In is a show where basically civilians uh, are implanted into a jail. And some of them are police officers. Uh, and it's that's all I care about. I don't give a shit about these like pastors who go in there or whatever. But <laughs> all of the all of the police officers in the four seasons-ish that I've watched, um, all of the police officers except for one, quit being a police officer that's crazy man after going to jail citing i can't send people there yeah that's i've one of the ladies in the first season she was a police officer 20 years josh 20 years she went to jail for 60 days and she quit her job wow because she's like i can't send people there i can't in my conscience send people there insane 
I have yet to watch it, but it sounds good. BeerBaseballTyranny.com. There you go. Uh, our merch store is back up and going, thanks to Josh. Um, Probably some new stuff going to be coming soon because I got a little more more time whoop, whoop. to work on stuff. So, um, <laughs> go <laughs> check it out. you guys watching, listening. Let um, us know your thoughts on, on police, police force. Yeah. The topic, the show. Everybody has a, has an, has a thought on this and I think it's interesting. So I like it. Thanks everyone. See you later, man. <laughs>